Let's light this candle. Hello, friends. This is Pastor Miles and Pastor Mark with the Questions Podcast. We're bringing you your spiritual minty freshness. Along with a truckload of cold-blooded love. This is episode 40. Wow. Wow. Is it any coincidence that you are also turning 40? 40 in eight days. Eight days, boy. Wow. Man, oh man. I don't want to talk about that. Why not? Are you afraid of 40? No, I'm actually not too concerned about it. No. I mean, no, you know. No bother. You're in the best shape of your life? I don't know. Maybe I am. I think, are you? Maybe. I don't know. You're, you're running there was a, a time. There was a time when I was doing martial arts and all that stuff, and I, I was a little bit more more fit than I am now. But I'm doing okay. I'm running. Well, I mean. I ran six miles this morning. You got you got responsibilities. Man. You got family and church to run here. And yeah. You got important stuff. There's a lot going on. 29 pets to take care of. Yeah, I was feeling like, I feel like I'm juggling a few things. You're juggling? I feel like I'm dropping some things I'm juggling too, which isn't good. I hate that feeling. Well, yeah. You ever have that feeling? Well, there's that, and then something comes new your way, like, you know, the Ukrainians trying to steal Someone your throws bank account or something. Oh, yeah, that happened Saturday night. Of Miles they to were from Chicago. A victim of fraud. They were Identity probably theft. Ukrainians from Chicago. They, they almost cleaned out most of my savings account, but... All I, 60 bucks? No, there's more than that. Oh, okay, just checking. <laughs> there was more than that. <laughs> I haven't paid I haven't paid the property tax yet. There was more than that. Oh, okay, all right. All right. <laughs> do you do you have a separate like property tax account? Well, I We do. The, the big the big things that come out every year, I put that in an account yeah, that we do no too. one really sees. House insurance, yeah, property yeah. tax and So I I try to make sure that uh that's not in the main account where we just siphon it out, you know, cuz there's like this slow drip on the bank account. It says tar- does it say that. target? Sometimes. Yeah. Now, actually, it doesn't. It says Amazon. Oh. Yeah. Yep. Amazon. See, all my kids are grown. Mm-hmm. Years are growing. Yeah. And I just remember there was just like this vacuuming, <sighs> suctioning noise. And it, it went from the refrigerator right into my checkbook. Like, I couldn't believe how much kids could eat. Yeah. Like, I want to say our grocery bill was as much as our house payment for a while. So, so you know, I stopped. Feeding we bought the the. Uh, it's not just the king size. It's like the extra Costco king size bag of Chex Mix the other day. You know Chex Mix. Oh yeah. And we we bought this big huge bag and we anticipated Chex Mix in a drum. Yeah. Yeah, we expected that the Chex Mix would last like like maybe a week. Uh huh. Well, the the vultures descended upon it and it was gone in like. Less than 48 hours. They they swooped down with talons outstretched. I looked in the pantry. I said, where's the checks mix? And Ethan kind of just rubbed his belly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He just grew yummy, a foot, yummy, too. Yummy. Yeah. yeah, that kid gets taller and taller all the time. Yeah. He's going to pass me up. He's only 11. It's kind of frightening. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so um, I was I was looking at the, the news this morning. Actually, a just over the last few days, I found this one, and uh, genetically engineered babies within two years, as scientists make a breakthrough, researchers have predicted the ethically sound creation of the so-called designer babies by 2022 to spark a revolution of genetically modified people. What could possibly go wrong? Everything. I have visions of zombies. I mean, don't zombies. people ever watch zombie movies? I, I have visions of zombies that move I mean, fast. They have Zombieland 1. They Not have Zombieland the 2. They have World War Z. See, that's the they one. They got Sean, 
the, that's yes. the one that freaked me out. Okay, World War Z is when zombies got scary. Listen, we do not endorse. Fast. Miles and Mark are not endorsing World War Z here necessarily. No, heck no. But you know, I was stuck on a long international airplane flight one time, and I had the little, the four inch screen in front of me, and so I watched World War Z on the little tiny screen. I was like deeply disturbed by zombies that move quickly. Well, and they invaded Israel. And, and wasn't, yeah, they did. The Holy Land and the zombie thing, I could not you know, put together. I may have been on a plane going to Israel when that happened too, but didn't, didn't, wasn't the whole premise of that movie that it was the result of some genetic engineering of people? Yeah. Wasn't that the problem? Yeah, I think so. I think so. something yeah. like that. So what could possibly go wrong? Everything. Everything. I don't think this is a good idea. Yeah. I, it's I, actually a really big issue for um, bioethics. A lot of people talking about this. Are these, what are they trying to get the no screaming, no pooping baby? What kind of baby are they getting? Well, they're talking about, you know, the, the lead killers of people when they get into their advanced age are things like diabetes and stroke and heart disease and, the, and cancers and stuff like this. And they're thinking maybe we can genetically engineer this stuff out of people. So they're saying this isn't just about making your kid have blue eyes and stuff like that. It's sure like, it isn't. Right. Yeah. Of course, you know, they're... They're thinking, because I've listened to a couple of bioethics discussions about this whole thing uh, the last few years, it's, it's very disconcerting when you hear people say, well, we have to do it quickly because the Chinese, we don't want them to beat us. So it's like, yeah, that's smart. It's kind of like the race to the end. It's kind of like the atom bomb of, of genetics hey, here. Hey, I'm okay if the zombie busts out in China first. I'm fine with that. They got a wall. Maybe that'll keep the people. Well, I, I'm, right. not that I want zombies for the Chinese people, but I'm saying like, you know, that's far enough away. Yeah, but we have air travel today, you know? Someone someone gets infected with some genetically modified thing in another country and then they land at LAX and then it's just that's all she wrote. Ooh. You know what's you know what's crazy? You know, you hear from time I mean, to they're time worried about, about like in the Olympics, like steroids. Yeah. And next thing you know, you got yeah, zombies? Well, like I was reading recently about pandemics and you know, in nineteen eighteen, nineteen nineteen they had an outbreak of the flu. Yeah, killed and, a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, it killed it killed like sixty million people or some crazy thing like that. I don't remember the exact numbers, but it was frightening. That wasn't very long ago. That's a hundred years ago. So yeah, hmm. yeah. Don't don't mess with the don't mess with the yeah. No engineering. Leave it alone. Possibly as many as a hundred million people died in the nineteen eighteen influenza pandemic horrible that was not very long ago no let's not do that again yeah in other news headline brains are nearly 20 percent smaller than they used to be they have shrunk by around 17.4 percent over the last 20,000 years researchers suggest 20,000 <laughs> i what, thought that might be had, your reaction 20,000 had the tape measure been our invented brain, our brains have shrunk a uh, man, big old gigantic cranium. But here's here's my yeah. favorite part about this. On the same health website that I was reading from that had this headline that, you know, brains have shrunk was another headline to another article. Half a brain can do a full job, which I think There's is hope total, for that's, me. That's yeah. cross connection church. Yeah, I mean, I the say. staff here, I mean, we prove that to be true. Yeah, this we is, keep it simple. Well, actually, the whole story here is some people with half a brain have extra strong neural connections. It's talking about how if you have some problems in the right hemisphere and how the left hemisphere makes up for it. they got it. a lot of nerve. Yeah. It's amazing how, how awesome the brain is. But I just thought that headline was off, awesome. Half a brain can do a full job. And I thought, well, of course, yeah, just come spend time with us. Well, that could, that could yeah. be our T-shirt. We were looking for a good slogan. Well, you know, 
Miles and Mark together, we almost make a full brain, and that's why we can have a podcast. A brain, well, I mean, you know, we got to write. It doesn't matter if you're right brain or left brain in this deal, as long as we got a whole brain between the two of you. At some moments, there it's questionable. Well, you know, it's questionable. Hey, not a, not our adoring fans or viewers or whatever. They're not viewing. They're they love us, listeners. They really, really love us. Well, I, I got you a birthday present. Oh, that's right. You wanted to do this. On the air, didn't you? I wanted to give you the birthday present on the air. Uh, it's appropriate. Are you sure? Yeah, it's not like oh, a, I see a little know, box over it's there. It's a little box. Man, it doesn't say Victoria's I, Secret I on or anything. Not You're good. To, I promise not to edit this out. It's okay. not a very big box. Well, no, I, no. I, I you know, I so mean, you want me to open that? Uh, yeah, I, I will. I, you know, right now. Can it, it looks lightweight? Can I give you a hint? Sure. She's lost that love and feeling. What, what are we talking about here? Oh, goodness gracious. This can't be good. I hate it. I hate Whoa, it when she does There's glitter going everywhere. That was oh, my oh, pixie dust. Glitter bomb. Glitter pixie bomb. Pixie dust. Man, what are you doing to me here? Well, you know, we do share one Holy a common moly. bond besides Jesus. Wow. I'm going to have to have a vacuum cleaner come through here. You're my people. I know, I know what you're thinking. Did you wrap that yourself? And the answer is yes. All right. Let's have a look here. <laughs> Negative Ghost Rider, the pattern is full. I Top like Top Guns fans. I mean, you know, hey. Yes. We can, not okay, only can now, we I finish wanna, one another's sentences. I just, you, you, this shirt okay. just confirmed something for me. What? And an argument that I actually had with someone a few years ago about this exact saying. Because I always said, Negative Ghost Rider, the pattern is full. Yeah. And I was corrected by someone who clearly doesn't have their top gun down as well no, as a, I do. A neophyte. And they yes. said, negative, Ghost Rider, the pattern is pulled. I said, no, that's no, not what it says. Full, full. The pattern is full. Yeah. And they said, no, it says pattern is pulled. And I said, no, I think you're wrong. I think you're wrong. And you know what? This shirt, which I'm going to wear tomorrow. Uh, vindication. Vindication. Sweet vindication. You probably want to wash it Thank first. Thank you. It smells like China. Did you wear it? No, it oh, smells okay. like China. I thought maybe you wore no, it to it Panda Express. Like, no, it would smell like sweaty fat man if I wore it. But no, it was, <laughs> it was, it was, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I did mop my brow with it a few times, you know. And, oh, so yeah, I might be healed from it. Yeah, it's like a sweat rag. Like absolutely. A sweat rag. It's, well, I mean, wow. Benny Hinn's out of business. I got to help him out. No, man. no, no. He's just a real Christian now. That's awesome. Him and Kanye. Yeah. Uh, Kanye did, was at Joel Osteen's church on Sunday. So did Joel get saved? You, okay. I think Joel's a Christian. I just think yeah. he's he's just uh, he he needs to read his Bible. Christian a light. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. No calories. So um, I hope Joel's a Christian. I thought it was kind of cool. I well, I watched the whole thing with my kids. You did. So did. you watched a Joel Osteen service. <laughs> well, it couldn't really be called that because Joel oh, wasn't there. It was Kanye. Well, he okay. wasn't on stage. He was probably yeah. there. But yeah, um, it was long. But yeah, they did the they did the whole thing. Well, here's what was amazing to me: um, there were fifty thousand people watching it live online, and then they had like twenty five thousand people in the. You can't call it a sanctuary; it's a stadium. Yeah, it's yeah. And um, and they got the they got the full the full deal from the uh, the what do they call it? The Sunday Service Collective is what they called it. Oh wow! Yeah. So they did the altar call, the whole enchilada, the whole deal. I mean, uh, they did have Joel get up and give a message, and it was you know it was it was a Joel message. It wasn't bad. Cool. Yeah. I don't think he talks bad things. He's just very encouraging. He talked about how he believed he has a call and a gift for encouragement. Like, well, that's right, good. Okay, I'm come down. I'm a, yeah, yeah. But yeah, they they gave they gave at the end um, the team, the Sunday service team with uh, 
Kanye, they gave kind of an altar call, encouraged people who were there to find a good church that they can get discipled in. I was like, man, right on. Cool. Yeah, I don't got a problem with that. That's cool. Hey, if we have another great awakening and, you know, Kanye's involved with it, I'm good with that. I'm let's, totally let's fine with it. it. Yeah. We're ready. We're groovy. Let's do it. Let's get, let's let's light this candle. Yeah. He's he's a prodigal son. He he was talking about how he was raised going to church and now he's coming back to Jesus. So it's a full-on prodigal son issue and when you hear a whole bunch of Christians complaining about it, you got to be careful that you're not the older brother in yeah. the prodigal son story. I got a deep spiritual advice for them. Yeah. Shut your yapper. Yeah. Shut it. Let God be God. Let God be God. Let let Kanye do his thing. He has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. We, we prove that every that day. All the time. Every day. Because we got half a brain. Yeah. We can function on there half we a brain because we, we read it on, on the news. Yeah. So we believe Well, it. thank you very much for the shirt. I will I, definitely wear that, although the pixie dust is all over my office. Well, I'm sorry about that. It was the best ribbon this I could lighting, find. Uh, it was like sparkling. Well, it's, you know. If I think of a wonderful thought, will I fly? I don't know. I've never seen the pixie thing. What's that about? You've never seen Peter Pan? I haven't. What? Never seen it. Man, oh man. I know there's a Peter Pan. Yeah. I know there's a fairy. There is. Tinkerbell. Okay. And then there's Captain Hook. Yes. Those, and, I know those, those. And where do they go? What's the place they go to? Second start of the right and straight on the morning? I don't know. Never Never Land. Oh, okay. I thought that was Michael Jackson's place in Riverside. Oh, no, no, no. Let's not talk about that. Let's not bring that travesty in the discussion. Okay. No, right. yeah. And there's Wendy. Wendy's a part of it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Peter Pan's good. I'll have to check we that were, out. We some. were watching it the other day. I missed day. that in my childhood. We were watching it the other day on Disney Plus. Wow. Think of a wonderful thought. See, we were watching. Any merry little thought. Really? Yeah. That's about all you're going to get out of me. Hmm. I do like Peter Pan. It's one of my I was favorites. singing You Lost That Love and Feeling. Yes. Know? Yes. Because Top Gun. Got my Top Gun well, shirt. Well, to- I had it in my, I, Top Gun was making that song great again. Absolutely. You know, it's good stuff. And when's, when's Top Gun coming out? I think uh, June of 2020. I am so excited. Yeah. We yep. need like f- tickets right now. I don't think you can buy them right now. Mm. Okay. Might be too soon to camp out in front of the theater. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. We got work to do. We got a podcast to record. We're not going to do that. We do the have a podcast to record. We're recording right now. Rainy the, day podcast. The light is on red. Oh, are people listening? Well, I don't know. It would be nice. Could we do live? We probably only get three people tuning in. I don't know about that. An unedited version, I think that people would be... Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, cool stuff. We'll have to have a delay so I can cut things out. It Man, you're be... trying to take all the fun out of this. I just I just want to continue being a pastor. On the air? <laughs> oh, come on, man. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. man. Well, we got questions. Yes, we do. Not as many this week. Well, that's okay. We well, can... we should probably give a shout out to our faithful listeners. You got to send us some more questions. Yeah. I mean, we got five this week. Five. But, you know, we'll just spend a little bit more time on these. Okay. Yeah. So we're going for two hours today. It's not just one hour. Oh, is it two, two hours? We're doing two hours? hours. So, yes, yeah. The two hour show. Uh, what what kind of segment? We, we have a news segment. We have a question segment. Maybe we should add a new segment. Maybe we should get some feedback. We got the Miles and Mark shooting the breeze segment. Well, that's yeah, about nothing. That's just the whole show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what would be a new segment that we would add to the, the questions podcast? Well, we can't do stupid pet tricks. That's been done. Yeah. We could use the big word of the week. That would be a fun feature. We could randomly call different pastors that we have the phone number for and just kind of call them in on the... We should totally do that. Just the random question of the day for, yeah. for Ray or David or 
Doug or in, just friends. Yeah. Pastor call called up. Chuck. Yeah. Uh, that'd be awesome. That'd be great. How many, I don't know. How we'll many? have to think about that. I say, let's call Broderson right now. Oh, uh, they're doing a meeting up in Marietta. A meeting? A meeting. Yeah. Huh. They're having a barbecue? What? I guess so. I don't know. All right. Yeah. Whew. I saw the pictures on the gram. The on the gram? Yeah. All there's, right. There's well, all these peoples. But yeah, we could. We could, we could make that. All right. Go. We start calling. We're going to start calling people. Randomly call pastors and just, just call them in. It was like doorbell ditch, but on a podcast? Mm. Mm. We ask yeah. them a question? Yeah, we we might have to give them at least a little bit of notice that you might receive a phone call just so that they answer it. I say I mean, we I call. Worry, I, I don't say want we, to get tossed a voicemail. No, we should totally call Tammy at Alternatives right now. Why? I I heard she was talking about me the other day. Oh, my ears were burning. Oh, all right. Well, yeah. So yeah. her and Sue. Ah, yeah, our peoples. Yeah. So super cool. Okay. Well, hey, let's questions. Look, questions. Well, let's just questions. do some questions here. Here we go. Right, Number go. one. Where does the Bible mention other cities being destroyed besides Sodom and Gomorrah? Mm, I did bring that up on yes, Sunday. Yes, you did. You said there was, a, what, five cities? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, like Genesis 14 mentions the five cities of the south, I believe it is. Um, so, Sodom and Gomorrah were, like, the chief cities of that area. And then you have, like, Ad- Adama and Zeboim and Zoar, I think it was. So were they like, let's say you lived in San Francisco. And you got Oakland and you got... All the little sub-neighborhoods. Yeah. Is that what's kind of how kinda, it worked? Kind of similar, but yeah. The, so the, the big cities were Sodom and Gomorrah, the most well-known cities. Um, so Genesis doesn't And mention, I mentioned San Francisco totally... You know, randomly. Had not, at random? Random had okay, nothing to yeah. do with Sodom and Gomorrah, by Okay, the way. at random. Yeah. So... Um, I don't want anybody to think we're profiling. We could say Los Angeles. And then you got Hawthorne and you got all these other little... Compton. Compton, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Genesis does not mention that those other cities were destroyed. It just talks about the cities of the plain. But later on in Deuteronomy, Ooh. Deuteronomy, which, by the way, I'm thinking very, very much so that we'll probably be studying in Deuteronomy next year. Really? Yeah, I think so. When we're done with uh, the new year, uh, yeah, I think we're going to go into Deuteronomy. So Deuteronomy chapter 29 so are we going topical in the new, first part of the two year? What are we, new year? What do we Yeah, doing? we always start, you know, talking about vision. Oh, yeah. And that stuff. We're going to talk about gifts of God, the gifts of God oh, coming up yeah. here soon. After yeah. we, we're done with Job, we're going to finish Job. Well, we're going to finish our series in Job on Sunday. And then, uh, yeah, we'll do something leading into Christmas, talk about the gifts of God. Because everybody knows Christmas and gifts, they kind of go, go together. together. They go together. So I think, yeah. yeah. So we're going to talk about the gifts of God. All and right. then uh, we're going to talk about Vision New Year, and then I think we're going to go... After the New Year, we'll get the credit card bills, and it'll be oh, like a yeah. time of repentance. Well, then we probably just need encouragement. Okay. Yeah. So and then we're, we're going to talk about Deuteronomy. But Deuteronomy 29, verse 23, says, The whole land is brimstone, salt, and burning. It's talking about that area of the south. It is not sown, nor does it bear, nor does any grass grow there. Like the overthrow of Sodom... Sodom and Gomorrah, Adma and Zeboim, which the Lord overthrew in his anger and his wrath. So there it there is There was mentioned, shrapnel. There was left, yeah. It is mentioned there, Deuteronomy twenty nine twenty three, that those other cities were also taken out. Smoked. Smoked is probably the right way to say it. Yeah. And Lot's wife. That's a great verse in the Bible. Pillar of salt, man. Remember Lot's wife. <laughs> and okay. when you... Remember Lot's wife, you will remember that she 
was kind of straggling back yes. and wanting to go back to her her lilies in Sodom. Well, she left some shoes there or something. I guess so. Yeah. And uh, she she got uh, she got turned into a pillar of salt. She got assaulted. Yeah, yeah. assaulted. That's yeah. The she got assaulted. Yep. Now I was pondering this. That's Luke seventeen thirty two. For okay. those that want to know, that's an easy memory verse for this week. Remember Lot's wife. Remember Three Lot's words. wife. Okay. Three words. There you go. So, you know, the wife and I were, you know, conjecturing back and forth on Job. Uh-huh. And she brought up the fact, she goes, you know, I wonder when Job got his new kids. Yeah. If you ever say, hey, 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 behave. Remember what happened to the last batch of Ouch. kids. Ouch. Ouch. Watch it, Buster. Hey. A little bit of wind. It all went down in one day. Behave yourself. Man, that's terrible. You and your wife Watch have it, heavy bucko. conversations. We talk about deep spiritual scriptural so. things. Negative Ghost Rider, the pattern is full. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, um, so that that is answered by Deuteronomy 29. Okay, so yes, there was. They were yes. just subdivisions. They were, they were destroyed in, like you said, collateral damage. There you go. Mm-hmm. Spattered. Pastor Miles mentioned karma as similar to the principle of sowing and reaping. Are they the same? Mm. Not exactly. No, no, I think you're right. Not exactly. They're not identical. Uh, The underlying principle is similar Mm -hmm. because it's basic cause and effect. So, and I mean, you know, a lot of these things come about, these principles come about because we observe certain patterns that, that happen, you know, just like, you know, you put the seeds in the ground for corn, you get corn, you... Put the seeds in the ground for okra, which don't do because okra is disgusting. Uh, and you get okra. Do you like okra? Fried okra is not bad. It I mean, like, I mean, it's like, I, it's you like never hear me asking. Like, like gooey slime. You got to fry the fire out of it. Andrea know? likes okra. Anyway, the reason I brought up okra is because once upon a time, for a summer, I worked at Fran's farm stand down the street from where you live. Yeah. And I, I, they had me plant a big garden on their little acreage down there. And one of the things they had me plant was okra and i was like i don't even know what this stuff is what is okra they said oh you'll see and then they had me try a piece of it and it just turns to goo in your mouth it's just disgusting raw 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 anyway well you know i was speaking of reaping and so on i was a victim a victim so i had to replace an avocado tree at my house Uh uh-huh and so i bought a an avocado tree from one of our local privately owned establishment nursery places and it was supposed to be a Haas avocado. Oh. Now, avocados are an investment. Yeah. Don't so, you, you know, have to have two trees? Oh, I've got several. Yeah. We were just fixing a... There was uh, a line of trees. We were, oh, one of them had to go for oh, something we were working gotcha. on. Gotcha. So I planted this tree, nurtured this tree, watered this tree, fertilized yeah. this tree. And when the first of the avocados came out, guess what? It didn't produce Haas. No. What did it bring you? These like Mexicola these things that are black on the outside, so they look like they're sunburned. They have a tough skin, and they taste horrible. So what did you do with said avocado tree? Did you uproot it? Mm, I don't know what to do, because it's green and it's big now. I think you probably need to cut it down and dry the wood so you can smoke meat, because avocado wood is good smoking wood. It is. Yep. And then you should probably get a real Haas avocado tree, because what's the point of having an avocado tree that you're not going to like the avocado? I know. But you know, your I want story, to be like discount tire, uproot it and throw it through their window. But I'm a Christian, awesome. I can't do that. I remember that commercial. Yeah. Your story reminds me of a verse of a passage of scripture, Isaiah chapter five, where Isaiah tells, or God speaking through Isaiah gives the story of God's vineyard, mm. and it talks about how God 
he got a choice piece of land and he plowed it and he removed all the stones from it and he planted a vineyard and he set a hedge around it and he put a wine press in the middle of it and a tower there and the whole thing's like the perfect setup. And then his vineyard produced sour grapes. And he said... Who do you think he was talking about? Mm, well, he actually tells us. For adventure. He tells us in the passage. And so God says in that passage of scripture, he says, uh, tell me, what should I do with my uh, my uh, vineyard? You know, Burn it. I expected that it would bring forth good grapes, but it brought forth sour grapes. So he said, let me tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to remove its hedge. I'm not going to water it anymore. I'm going to let it get destroyed. Like, you know, thorns and briars come up. And then he says, what is this vineyard? It's the whole house of Israel and Judah. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. Oh, inhabitants of Jerusalem and Judah, judge now between me and my vineyard. What more could have been done for my vineyard? I uprooted the old avocado tree. I planted the new avocado tree. So some cause and effect there, man. Yeah. Okay. So back to the question uh, that I did not answer. Um, so, So karma has like a basic same underlying cause and effect sort of thing. And a lot of these cultural principles that we have, they are due to observation because we do see that, you know, you do the right things and... Normally, it normally, works out pretty good. Things work usually, out pretty well. Yeah. If you uh, live by the sword, you die by the sword. Yeah. So there's there's certain cause and effect principles that are real, but karma is uh, it's kind of like the the principle of sowing and reaping carried carried to its worst possible conclusion, because one of the devastating realities about karma, at least in the Hindu concept in India, where the caste system has been in place for millennia. Um, is that if someone is lower down on the caste system than you and they are suffering and they are experiencing a hard time of things and you're higher up the caste system, you will never reach down to help them because basically you will be hindering them from their progression in reincarnation. And Le- so... Yeah, learning their lesson as it Right, will. basically. Yeah. So it's kind of like... It's a, it's a very devastating principle. It, it really hinders the concept of charity. So, mm. Yeah. So there, there is some significant differences between karma and the principle of sowing and reaping, but there are some basic similarities. Commonalities, basic, we'll call them. Basic yeah. cause and effect. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good question. So they're not the same, but they do share a few things. Right. All right. Number three, you mentioned in the service that God cares and is working behind the scenes when John the Baptist and Jesus were suffering and died. How so for John the Baptist? Hmm. Well, I... The passage that I mentioned on Sunday somewhat answers that because when John sent his disciples to Jesus and they say, are you the Christ or should we seek another? Jesus says, go tell John what you see. Yeah. The blind see, the deaf hear, the lame walk, you know, the poor have the gospel preached to them. So, so God was working. Jesus is working in the midst of that. He just wasn't doing the thing that John expected him to be doing. So I, I think that's one way to answer it. But the other thing that I would say is, Show me a time when God is not working. Always. Always. That that would be my my thought. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on this? Well, the, my only thought, I, I read this once, and I think it was Kent Hughes in his commentary on John. He wrote a really great commentary on John, really, our Kent Hughes. Good good commentary on John. Uh, and I believe it was him that, because uh, I've taught through it, and I like John. I heard him speak at a conference one time. He was awesome. Really? Kent okay, Hughes, yeah. yeah. Um, but he had brought up the fact that he says, you know, we all have different roles to play in this this thing we call being a Christian, uh-huh. a different, you know, a journey, and we're all headed the same way. And one of the points he had made about John the Baptist is he was kind of like the UPS guy. Huh. John was there to 
deliver a package, so to speak, right. to do some things. He had a job. Right. He had a job to do. And John had even mentioned that he needed to decrease so that Jesus could increase, correct? Yes. There was the, he knew that. He did say that. And there were a lot of people looking at John like maybe he was the guy for a while. And John had to be very specific and say, no, look, there's one who's coming and, you know, I can't take off his flow hose, so to speak. And uh, so... Don't part, touch his Crocs? Yeah, do not touch... He could not touch Jesus's Crocs. He was not worthy. And so uh, John was kind of like the UPS guy. He showed up to deliver the package. And when it's done, the UPS guy doesn't, you know... He doesn't put it together for you. He doesn't play with it. He doesn't tell you how to use it. He doesn't... Do, he's done. And part of what was going on with John here in prison was there were some expectations. And I could totally see John saying, hey, we're th- I'm 30-some years old. I've got a lot of... I got some ministry life left in me for sure. I got a lot of game here. And, you know, you've come to liberate us and from the Romans and all those things. What's the deal? Why am I sitting here in prison? And, and I've heard it said that maybe John was having a little bit of heart failure. He yeah, was I having a hard so. time reconciling the mission he was supposed to go on. That's my interpretation of yeah, it for sure. The, yeah. the, rep- the mission he's supposed to go on with this is actually what you're supposed to do. Yeah. He had one in his head that he wanted to do, but that wasn't God's plan. Brings up two things. One... Um, there are a lot of times where God doesn't work the way that I expect or think maybe he should. Yep. And um, and Jesus' word to John in that passage, blessed are you if you're not offended with me, is a really challenging word. And so the second part of this that uh, kind of brings to mind is one of our favorite authors who wrote A Tale of Three Kings, Gene Edwards. Yeah. He also wrote a book called The Prisoner in the Third Cell. Great book. And it's very similar to A Tale of Three Kings. And it's it's basically a you know, a historic fiction kind of allegory, if you will, of, mm-hmm. of John the Baptist being in prison and, and sending that, that message to Jesus. Very powerful story. I, I highly recommend people read the book because it really comes down to that whole thing of like, blessed are you if you're not offended with me. And there's a, if I remember correctly, and it's been probably about good, I don't know, 12, 15 years since I last read the book, but um, there's a conversation post-mortem conversation between John and Jesus. The breakdown. After they both die yeah. by execution. And uh, and John's kind of bringing up this complaint, like, hey, how come you didn't show up? And, you know, where were you when that whole thing was going down? And, I lost and then, my head. And then Jesus is like, yeah, let me let me tell you the rest of the story because you're not the only one who had that experience. It's a, it's a very powerful kind of eye-opening look that Gene uh, gives in that book, just like most of his books. Yeah. Really good. Uh, so yeah, I think that that's a real challenging question. And ever since I read that book, um, I have I've often thought that when I feel like, God, come on, you need to you need to step in and intervene and do something here. And it's kind of like, hey, blessed are you if I'm you're not offended with not me. offended by me. I'm doing something. You may not understand what it is that I'm doing, but I am I am working. And so I, I trust in those situations. God, you're doing something. I can't see it. I don't exactly understand it. I don't necessarily even really like the whole method, the tool that you're choosing to use here, but I'm going to, you know, buckle up and hang on for the ride. Yeah, well, it's like the situation with Jesus when, you know, why was this man born blind? Was it the sin of his parents or his sin? And Jesus with one word, neither. Yeah. And boy, there's a whole sermon in neither right there for sure. A sermon series in neither because a lot of times that's an answer. Neither. Yeah. This is is for the glory of God. And so, um, and I think it, it can be a very bad mindset for us to think that, Everything is done for our benefit. Um, yes, we can go through hard times, certainly for our benefit. But there's some times when it just is not good for us, but it's really good for the kingdom. Yeah. And, uh, 
you know, I've I've walked through a few of those things and went, wow, this stinks, and it didn't do a whole lot for me. Maybe a little bit, you know, this and that, but it did something in somebody else's life. Escondido Fire, there on you the go. Call. Is that the box? Yes, it is. Dear Lord, we pray for that person. They're going to help and protect the firefighters and EMTs and all them. And Lord, uh, may it not be a big deal. Mm. All right. Amen. Amen. You know, and kind of carrying on with what you were saying there in that passage um, and thinking about that conversation that Jesus has, it's in Mark 11, uh, the conversation that he has with John's disciples. And when he tells them, you know, go and tell John what you see. And then he lists off a number of things that, that are going right. on. And the most I of think those were the signature, some of the signature, signature things of the Messiah. Of the right. Messiah that only the Messiah was going to do. But I also think it's, it's a valid thing to consider when you are going through a challenging situation, like John the Baptist certainly was in that, in that story, to um, in, in some ways refocus, kind of like what you were talking about several weeks mm-hmm. ago when you talked about um, eternity and mm-hmm. setting your minds on things above, that there have been a number of times where I'm being challenged by various things, trials going on, and I kind of step back and go, all right, what, what are the good things that I see going on in the midst of this? Because it's so easy to get zeroed in on and locked in on the problem, the trial, and you start to meditate upon your trial, which is you look at it from every possible vantage right. point. And then that trial becomes the biggest thing in your life, even though maybe it's not all that big. And if you're able to get some perspective and say, you know, where, where are some areas where God's doing some good things? And uh, you start to, you know, run through a list, even if it's just in your head, of what, what is God doing right now that's right. good? Uh, it, it has a way of lifting my focus when I do that. Yeah. I like to, if I'm trying to, in, particularly with somebody I'm close to and is going through something and have a little uh, trouble with their losing focus with things like that, I like to go back and just, let's let's just sit down and let's go back and let's recount some of the miracles and some of the things God has done in your life or this. And we go and we talk through those things. And there's something about acknowledging those things. And I, I think history is really important to the Lord. And you'll see a big, big deal in... Uh, Hebrew culture and in their story is they were always piling up stones for different things. Uh, yeah. It was a, it was a habit. And the point was, is that you could go back by that pile of rocks and you weren't worshiping that pile of rocks, but you could go, yes, this is where the Lord did fill in the blank. Right. And so um, the Jewish culture is very big on remembrance. Yes. And remembering those things. And I think that's a, a great value for us to have, to remember the good things that the Lord has done. I don't know. You've been to Yavashem in yeah. uh, oh, man. the Holocaust yeah. Museum. Uh, I would encourage anybody who goes to Israel, if you go to the Holocaust Museum, you better set aside about a half a day. At least. It, it is a very, one of the most powerful places you'll ever go and you read these stories of the Holocaust. But at the entrance to the um, Yavashem is a, um, a garden. And there, it's called the Garden of the Trees of the Righteous Gentiles. And each one of those plaques is set there for Gentiles who have done something for the Jewish people, something heroic. And so the uh, I think it was really cool that the Jewish people were even remembering the deeds of the Gentiles that had done great things for the Jewish people. Yeah. Uh, and these are mostly all recent history things. Uh, Schindler's got a tree there. There's yep. a bunch of different people there. So a really cool thing. So remembrance is important to go back and to remember the things that, that God has done in your life. Super important to be able to focus and realize that, hey, he is on the throne. He is in control. And, you know, if your hand is too fat to fit in the Pringles can, it's not the end of the world. That's a first world true. problem. 
True. Very much so. So, the um, Wi-Fi wasn't working on Sunday very well here at the church. It oh, was a perfect horror. illustration. It of, was like the Hindenburg had just blown up. A first world problem right there. Yeah, boy. So, because how am I going to get the game and listen to the sermon? Exactly. Yeah. So. And if you're doing that, stop it. Yes. Stop it. Stop it. All right. So, um, I think we're on number four. Yeah. So for John the Baptist, I think we showed that for John the Baptist, it was, it was his opportunity to complete his mission well. Run the race and, with endurance, looking yeah. unto Jesus. Then it's strong, man. And even if you don't like what the end looks like, you got to do that. So that was his opportunity. And so I think just because something doesn't go well for us, we'll call it in day-to-day life, does not mean it is not going amazing for us in the eternal perspective. So stay eternal, truly, my friends. Truly. Okay. Four. In the message, you said that Job's friends believe that God is just and that the world works according to his justice. Were they wrong? Isn't God just? Yes, God is just. Absolutely. Uh, but the, the world <laughs> the world has a lot of terrible bad things that happen in it. But that doesn't necessarily uh, mean that God is not just or that he's not at work. It's just a reality that we live in a broken, fallen world that is cursed because of sin. And so we see the effects of that. But yes, God is just, and the fact that God is just, and the fact that we trust that he ultimately will be just in his judgment, then when we see things that are happening in this world that uh, we um, have a real hard time with or we're, we're bothered about, which we should. There's a lot of things that happen in this world we should be bothered about. They should bother us. Um, they do bother we us. We can trust that God is going to judge those things. In fact, um, the video clip that I showed on Sunday with uh, John Lennox yeah. Um, he kind of mentioned that the, the resurrection of Jesus Christ reminds us that there will be a judgment and God's going to be just when he judges right. in that situation. So, uh, so yes, God is just, but the world that we live in is fallen and there are a lot of terrible things that happen, but we can have the expectation that God is going to bring about a, a right resolution in the end. I mean, I like the, the thought of justice, Uh huh. but at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, when the shenanigans are over, uh-huh. I'm more excited about that God is merciful. Yes. And gracious. Agreed, because I need his mercy. Yeah. I, I also, in thinking about this, you know, the fact that we live in a broken, fallen world, and there, there are a number of people, and I've had these conversations, maybe you have as well, with people who um, either once upon a time would have been called believers. They would say themselves that they once upon a time believed in God, but now they have a hard time with that because... The world is broken and there's a lot of bad things that go on. Um, I'm, I'm reminded of the passage in Hebrews where the author of the book of Hebrews is citing uh, Psalm 8. What is man that you're mindful of him or the son of man that you... Yeah, what is man that... Lord, Lord, what is man that thou art mindful of him? Yeah. Right, in that passage he says you've made him a little lower than the angels and you've mm-hmm. crowned him with glory and honor. You set him over the works of your hands. Um, so the author of the book of Hebrews is seeing this for the messianic fulfillment of it because in that passage it says you've put all things in subjection under his feet. So he's quoting from Psalm 8. And then he says this, this is in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 8. For in that he, God, put all in subjection under him, Jesus, he left nothing that is not put under him. So Jesus is the King of kings, Lord of lords. He rules over all things, and he will rule with uh, justice and judgment in the future. But the author of the book of Hebrews in that same verse, he follows that up and says, but now we do not yet see all things put under him. So we have not seen him take authority here on earth. He will not do that until he returns and he right. establishes his kingdom. So so yes, right now, the, the righteous judge is seated upon a throne in heaven, 
but he has not brought his kingdom. And this is why Jesus says to us to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And uh, that will not be entirely fulfilled until Jesus returns. So we look forward to that because there will be a justice that will come when the just and righteous king sits upon the throne of the earth. Everything will be right. Yes, that is yes. our that is our hope. So, And I do like the few weeks ago you'd brought up the... Um, oh, gosh. Oh, Tolkien's friend. Um, gosh, the author. Lewis? C.S. Lewis, about the how uh, he makes a statement that... Uh, there's no desire in our heart that, that we have a craving for that, that, that can't be satisfied. God doesn't put desires in us that can't be satisfied. Right. And one of those is for that justice and that perfection in that life that when Jesus comes back, it's, it's something we want. That's we what want we're looking forward to. We want it, we That's want it why to be we say, right. Come, Lord Jesus, come. The Spirit and the Bride say come. Because right. there's a lot of this world that is sick and wrong. So, yeah. Don't amen. stop believing. Don't. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, so they weren't wrong. God is just. All right, number five. You feel like we answered that one? I think probably. Uh, okay, good. If we didn't, they'll let us know. I hope so. Okay. Number five. Isn't it true that Job's friends said some things that were true? I would agree. Uh, in a certain context. Yes. Um, in the passage you read in Job 11, his friends said that Job deserved worse isn't it kind of true that we deserve much worse because of our sin? Well, this kind of goes back to what you were saying about you're very grateful, not just for God's justice, but for his mercy. So, so yeah, I, I mean, this technically... Per, this prophetic moment brought to you... Right. Technically, it is theologically correct to say that we deserve uh, justice and we deserve punishment and we deserve all these things because of our sin. But... um like you kind of alluded to as you were reading that question, um, there, there's certain certain things that are true in the right context um, that, you know, we have to be careful how we approach some of those things. Not to say that it's not true that we deserve much worse, but if you're going to be talking with a person who's suffering, i.e. Job, and you say, hey, Job, this is actually right out of um, the passage in uh, Job chapter 11 that we looked at. I think it was his friend Zophar who says, you know, you're, you're not getting what you really deserve. You deserve far worse. And uh, while it's technically theologically true, it ain't helpful in that context. And um, <laughs> it's not the time yeah. or place. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, if you read through Job 3 through 37 and you read the back and forth between Job and his friends, you read a number of things that Job's friends say that are technically, theologically true. Um, they, they would be accurate. But then woven in between those things are conclusions that are wrong and, um, and some ideas that are wrong. And even Job. Job makes some comments that he's, how should we say, he's a little out over his skis, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Which I don't even really know what that means, but I, I can kind of use my imagination. So, um, so yeah, uh, he's out over his skis a little bit. What's another way of saying that? There's probably some other great saying. You, got, you always got some fun sayings. Well, out over his skis, out over his skis. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a couple of them from my grandfather, but I really can't quote. If we were from the south, there was we'd a cuss like, word in there. Well, okay, yeah. but if we were from the south, we'd have like eight or ten different sayings that are synonyms for out over their skis. Yeah, but we're not from the south. We're from Southern California. It's like being above his pay grade, or yeah, uh, kind of, yeah, yeah. Kinda, yeah. yeah. yeah he uh, definitely speaks above his pay grade. God, yeah. God's going to set him straight. We're going to see that this Sunday. Yeah, where were you, buddy? Yeah, they're um. 
Yeah, I think it's yeah. I think you get really got to have the, the right attitude in these things in these situations, and a really good place to start is humbleness. Yeah, and I was thinking beginning with grace. Like yeah. I'm sure you've been in the situations where, you know, you're having a conversation with another leader or something. It's like you know we need to deal with this person and we need to do this and this and this and this. And it's like you know technically, theologically, biblically, there's a lot of things you're saying right now that are true. But I think we're going to start with the. Uh, Let's be merciful and gracious and see how we might deal with this that way first. Yeah, let's let's not go in with a heavy-handed rule thing. Let's find out what's going on with that person, how they're doing. We may have assumed something incorrect about the situation of the heart. Light them up with the Bible. Yeah, don't, don't smacking people over the head with a... Negative ghost, right, or the pattern is full. Yeah, exactly. Ugh. There's no vacancy on the throne in heaven. He's there. He's got it. I do love that verse, as I brought up on Sunday from Job 12. Verse two, you are the men and wisdom Wisdom will die die with with you. you. Very facetious. Great, great verse. Yeah. I I love that Old Testament sarcasm. Yeah. Yeah. Miserable counselors are you. Miserable comforters, Job says. (laughs) Hey, you guys, what? You stink at this. Yeah. Oh, man. Craziness. Well, that's all the questions. It is indeed. Man, it is. Pouring rain. Big time. I guess we kind of needed this. I turned off my sprinklers now. I don't need to run them again until probably March, April. Good man. I don't have to pay for water for all my sprinklers. Fantastic. My water bill has been exorbitant. Not happy about this. So how many podcasts? We did 40 podcasts. We are at 40. So even if there was only 100 people listening each time. Uh Uh-huh. (laughs) <laughs> we are famous i'm just saying <laughs> it hardly cost anything we're totally not oh, oh goodness it, well here's one thing for sure it'll never go to our heads that's for sure <laughs> oh man yeah that's uh so you know nobody they kind of the our people you didn't have anybody oh we we said in fact i did get a text message from someone asking are we going to release what were the the answers to the the Winnie the Pooh test for us. Oh, we can. We can. Yeah. Shall we? Let's go for it. Okay. So I took two tests. How many did you take? I I just took the one. Okay. Yeah. It's a blustery day, Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. There you go. That's you, right? Yeah. I I got, I'm double poo. You came up on poo twice. Poo poo twice. And I asked you after I took it, I sent you a text. I said, who do you think I came up with? And you guessed right. Uh, Owl. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I shouldn't have been surprised by that. I, you know, I do think the the test could have been better. I mean, because I know two other people in the room that got poo. Were you guys game in the system? Did you want to be poo? No, I didn't. Who did you want to be? Who did I want to be? You thought you were going to be Tigger. How would I? I I thought I was like yeah, kind of a poo Tigger hybrid. In fact, one of our people yeah did text in and said I I was thinking more of a Tigger to poo. Yeah. So anyway. Because I get about tiggers, pretty excited and I love to a have wonderful thing. fun. Yeah. So, but. Uh, well, I like to have fun too. I didn't think that I would be sleepy old wise owl. Well, anytime you answer a question like, do I like to study things or this or that? You're going to get owl. That's I, what I said. I deliberately the test answered flawed. no. Did you? No. I'm no, kidding. you didn't. I'm kidding. Yeah. No, I tried to be honest. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So nobody came up to you to tell you their results? No. I was, yeah. No. Man. Dropping the ball. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Well, maybe we should beat the sheep a little harder. 
Nah. No, these are our people. It's all good. So what was our going to be our, they're going to remind us of? What were they going to remind us of? Uh, you said for our secret thing this week? I don't remember. Oh, I thought you already said that. Man, our clutches. I did have some people 40 come. 40 and you're already getting some timers. Yeah, let's yeah. I did have some people come and ask me where they could get the El Bombero Burrito. That Mexican place. The, literally, the, the restaurant is called That Mexican Place. And it is on El Norte Parkway, just east of Center City Parkway. Okay. So there's this place called, I think it's Segalitas. Yeah, you guys were talking about this on Sunday. Yeah, so it's off Escondido Boulevard. It's by the old Paco. It's in the old Paco Taco taco shop by the Rent-A-Car place. By the Rent-A-Car place. In the ghetto. I don't know where this is. What street is it on? Escondido Boulevard. At like Felicita? It it is, no, no, no. It is south of the discount tire on second about a half a block. Okay, I'm I'm envisioning. On Escondido. All right, okay. So you were saying? Uh, so they're making some pretty crazy Mexican slash like Filipino. Hybrid, what do they call this when they merge? Fusion. 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 Yeah, like Mr. Fusion. Mr. Fusion. So a Filipino future. Mexican menu. Yeah. And they have traditional stuff too. So they've got a lumpia burrito. That just sounds dangerous. And then they had another burrito that had actually is wrapped. The entire burrito is wrapped in luscious bacon. Okay, and then I saw one that Jason sent us a picture for, and it had uh, red hot or uh, spicy Cheetos in it. I, I don't yes. think that looked. I mean, I kind of like spicy Cheetos, but that didn't look appetizing to me. Yes, well, and then they have spicy Cheetos fries. I saw that. I saw the picture. So his son had he those. He said and that Benny wouldn't let him have them. He said he loved them, but he, he said there were some. Um, so there were some long-term effects that were undesirable. Yeah, let's not go there. We yeah. won't go there. I can imagine. I yeah, can imagine. Okay, let's just leave that alone. I can only imagine. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and then, so the other day, uh-huh. Jason brought back a Bolt burrito from there. And it had the Filipino Loganisa sausage in it mm. with carne asada. Hmm. And so I had a little... We might need to have a field trip. ...sampling of that. And yeah. I'm going to tell you, it was delicious. Bueno. It was bueno, bueno, bueno. I don't know any Tagalog, so I'm gonna yeah, leave it there. Either. I don't either. But uh, yeah, it was really good. So um, that's our new, you know, gastronomic exploration right there. Welcome to the Dito. There you go, El Bombero Burrito Dito. Yeah, we got lots of good burritos in the Dito. You know, I think somebody should just come up and tell us our favorite burrito. Yeah. All right. Do share. Yeah. And we will see you on Sunday. Peace out.